Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and this week I am joined by Brian. Brian is one of, one of our contributors over here at We Know Fantasy, and Brian, how are you this week? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing just fine, of course. Uh, my 49ers did well this week, 9-1. and one. It scared me a little bit, but uh, they got past the Arizona Cardinals, and we have a tough uh, schedule to finish mm-hmm. out here, but... uh um, it's going well, it's going well, and we're going to talk some uh, waiver wire transactions and waiver wire targets to add this week. So, uh, you know, this is your first time on the waiver wire uh, side of things. You've appeared on the on the uh, We Know Fantasy podcast in general. You've been on there, and you, of course, you've been on the way on the We Know Fantasy contributors podcast as well. So, you you've been around, uh, you know, the the We Know Fantasy podcast network as well as you you're featured on our website as well for breaking news. So. Your face is all over the place here, or I guess your name would be all over the place here in the window fantasy. I mean, uh, we could we can we could stick my my face everywhere too if you want. I feel like that'd be some good advertisement. <laughs> yeah, maybe we we need to upgrade to get some uh, you know headshots uh, live on our website and on our podcast network here. Uh, maybe next year we can start something like that. That would be but, awesome. Uh, <laughs> But uh, like I said, my name is Nate with Window Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Window Fantasy. And Brian, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. And previously mentioned, uh, be sure to check out our website, weenofancy.com. There's some great content on there. We have uh, some weekly articles by some of our great contributors. Cody does a uh, weekly player rankings. I do a B team. Steven does various series throughout the season. We have Fantasy Hockey by Lenny. I do some fantasy basketball on there. Like I said, uh, uh, Brian does breaking news along with uh, with Nick and Megan. So, um a lot of great stuff going on there. A lot of great content. Make sure you check that out. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm back with the uh, Fancy Fro for the Wino Fancy podcast. And every Thursday, like previously mentioned, we have the Wino Fancy Contributors podcast, where uh, I think it's always three of our, our great group of contributors come on. Give, they give you different perspectives and uh, different topics to talk about. It's always a great time on there. So make sure you check that out as well. Um, the streamable defense of the week article drops every Tuesday on the website, so be sure to look out for that. If you're a fan of, of fantasy sports in general, hockey, basketball, baseball, and or Premier League, and you're looking for a place to uh, you know uh, show off your your skills, your talents, and your writing ability, uh, hit us up. We're looking to add you to our team. So let's go over uh, how we did last week. Last week I was joined by uh, who was it last week? Cody joined me last week. He actually had some very good picks. Uh, mine weren't as good as his, but let's go over how we did last week. Sam Darnold uh, played Washington, 26.42 points. He was one of my picks, actually, so that was good on my end. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a bye week. He did not play. Darius Geis uh, played the Jets at 13.9 points. Brian Hill uh, at the Panthers at 4.8 points. Naeem Hines played the Jaguars at 12.5 points. J.D. McKissick had uh, played the Cowboys at 8.3 points. Darius Slayton did not play. Alden Tate played the Raiders at 9.6 points. James Washington at the Browns at 7.9. Cole Beasley at the Dolphins at 7.8. Irv Smith Jr. versus Broncos has his first career touchdown with 11 points. And Kyle Rudolph continues his uh, tear on the season. Versus the Broncos in that uh, amazing, what was it, 20-point comeback, 17.7-point performance. So that's how our picks did last week. Uh, let's move into the picks this week. Please note that all own percentages that we mentioned in, in this uh, podcast were compiled at the point of we, where we did our research early in the day. Depending on when, what day, what time you listen to this podcast, they may differ. So just uh, take that in a note as you listen on to this podcast. So, Brian, you ready to get into, uh, get into things here? Yeah, let's get started, man. All right, let's kick off for the quarterbacks here. I'll kick it off here. I'm going to go with Jeff Driscoll of the Detroit Lions. He's owning 3% of Yahoo and 4% of ESPN League. So... 
Uh, please note that I do like Sam Bradford, or not Sam Bradford. That's been uh, many years since Sam Bradford has been relevant. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold here, the New York Jets. He's owning 22% of Yahoo and 12.3% of ESPN leagues. And uh, I like him more long-term. He has a great schedule ahead of him. But I've mentioned him in several of my previous waiver Wire Wishlist podcasts, so I want to go a different name here. So I'm going with Driscoll. But if you're uh, looking for a long-term guy, I'm suggesting Darnell. But Driscoll, in his, uh, in his two starts this year, filming for Matthew Stafford, has posted 19.06 points and 27.46 points against the Bears and Cowboys respectively, who, who have allowed the ninth and fifth fewest fantasy points uh, to opposing quarterbacks. That's very, very good. Uh, he uh, now gets Washington this week, who just allowed uh, Sam Darnold, not Sam Bradford, to hang nearly 300 yards and four touchdowns on him. So Matthew Stafford has uh, what has been described as broken bones in his back, which, uh, if you were to ask me, is, is not a good situation. doesn't sound too pleasant. Um, so I, the lions are sharing a division here with the Packers and the Vikings who are two very good football teams who are, you know, on a tear, who are going to go into the playoffs here. So I'm the lions. Uh, what are the lions record? Do you know, off the top of your head, uh, Brian, uh, I think they're three, six and one. Yeah. So they're not gonna make the playoffs. I think they should just shut down Matthew Stafford rest of the season, uh, heal him up, get ready for the next season. Uh, so Driscoll for the rest of the season. He's been putting up some crazy numbers. I doubt that continues, but they have a lot of talent there. Uh, maybe not in the backfield, per se. We'll talk about a guy later on the podcast uh, there. But, you know, on the ends, you have your uh, you have your um, Marvin Jones. And uh, I'm blanking here. Who's the other guy there? Uh, Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola. There he is. There he is. There he is. You have those you have those great guys around you. So anyone slotting in there has a lot of you know a lot of targets to throw to. So I'm a very big fan of Driscoll moving forward as well as Sam Darnold. So Brian, who is your uh, your quarterback uh, to add and target on this week's waiver wire wish list? Uh, so I'm going with the legend himself, Nick Foles. Uh, he had his first game back. Um, Against the great Colts secondary, by the way, and he threw the ball 40-plus times. Um, it was a, obviously a game they were heavily playing from behind in his first start, but he he was able to tear apart a really good secondary that we've seen some quarterbacks struggle against this season. Um, so I really like Nick Foles going forward. He has an, another tough matchup, kind of, against Tennessee, but they have a beatable secondary. Uh, they're 17th in points allowed to the quarterback. Um, so you can kind of, it's, it's like a middle of the road defense, but they're missing Malcolm Butler. So they're struggling, but what's really, uh, enticing to me is his rest of season schedule. Like you might have a quarterback to get you through the season. He has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, after the Titans coming up, then he has the chargers, which is a tough matchup, but you know, so you sit on one week, but then you have Oakland and Atlanta championship weekend. Um, just juicy matchup with a quarterback who has good weapons. You know, he's got DJ Chark, uh, DD Westbrook still there. Chris Conley has had a bigger role than I think people have realized. So I definitely like, uh, this whole Jags team going forward. And I think Nick Foles is just plug and play for pretty much all of it, except for the chargers matchup, obviously. And he's owned in 32% of Yahoo or ESPN or Yahoo, sorry. And 19% of ESPN. So he's readily available. Yeah. If you're all, Offering me uh, the quarterback who plays the Falcons on championship weekend, I'm I'm on board. I'm a fan of that. So uh, yeah, Nick Foles is 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 a great add. And like or uh, like Brian just said, uh, 
he has some uh, some very juicy matchups coming forward. Uh, but let's move on to our running backs here. And uh, Brian, I'll let you kick off uh, this segment of the podcast here. Who's your first running back to add this week? Uh, so my first running back to add is Jonathan Williams. Um, so for those people who weren't paying attention Sunday, Marlon Mack has a hand fracture, uh, I believe, and was removed from the game. Um, and then Jonathan Williams took over. Um, so the thing here is you're getting you're getting a handcuff running back, which is great. He's owned in 0% of ESPN leagues. 0%. And for some reason, he's owned in 4% of Yahoo!, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure Colts. where that came from. <laughs> I, I don't know if all the Colts fans are playing on Yahoo or something, but with Marlon Mack expected to miss some time, you're getting a handcuff running back who has a interesting matchup against the Texans. Um, the Texans have been pretty good against the run, but I think that's in part because they've been so bad against the pass. Um, but if the Colts get an early lead, um, you know, neutral game script, Jonathan Williams is going to get the carries. He'll get the goal line work as we saw Sunday. Um, so I think you're getting a goal line back with touchdown upside because this offense is still really good. Um, it's a divisional game, so it can really go any way. But I definitely like Jonathan Williams just as like a good, solid running back to have um, going forward in case Marlon Mack misses any more time, which is very likely because he's he's had injury problems in his career. Yeah, fractured hand isn't something you kind of you kind of jump back from. And uh, actually, Brian uh, sent me his players he was going to talk about before I sent him mine. And Jonathan Williams, Williams is going to be one of my top players, but he beat me to it. So he was a guy I was pretty high on. That was the plan, on. actually. Yeah, he was a guy I was really high on as well. But yeah, he's definitely a guy you need to add. At this point of the season, running back value is very hard to find on the waiver wire, wish, or on the waiver wire period. So he's definitely a guy you need to put that uh, you know top waiver wire um Position on if you at this point of the season your you know your FAB is probably very limited so I'm not sure what you would spend on him in terms of that but uh, yeah I'd spend fifty percent of my remaining budget okay yeah what I had. that's pretty fair that's pretty fair yeah I think that's a that's a that's a fair assessment to, to to put on there and a fair value to go with that because this is a guy you know Marlon Mack could very well I wouldn't say miss the rest of the season because you know fractured hand you can kind of still play with that I, I would assume you miss a few weeks as it heals up a little bit and then maybe a cast or a brace or some sort of that on there but yeah uh anyone in that, uh, in that uh, Colts offense where things are ticking pretty well is going to put some numbers and against that Texans uh, defense which is pretty porous and like you said their secondary is so poor that it makes their run defense look pretty good because people just choose their, their thrall over them opposed to run because it's it's that bad exactly yep but uh, my first running back this week is Bo Scarborough, the Detroit Lions. He's only 2% of Yahoo and 0.1% of ESPN League. So uh, I'm going to put this uh, out here first before I go into this. I don't want part of this Lions backfield. This is just for those people who are desperate for running back value who are, who are or who have a available uh, bench spot and need to fill it with someone. Um, I'm one of those you know Ty Johnson truthers who were burnt by a, a, a Lions backfield spot already. Um, I was a believer, you know, I went out there and put all my, all my trust into Ty Johnson that, that week that, uh, um, his first week without carry on Johnson. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I, you know, I added him in as many leagues as possible. I put him in my flex, put him in my RBT when it was a bust. And then, you know, JD, JD McKissick actually has had some value over, I think the past three weeks or so, but that's more to do with the passing game and PPR leagues. He's getting a lot of work that way. But Scarborough, he's an Alabama product. He saw a team high 14 carries 
last week against the Dallas Cowboys. He saw 55 yards and uh, on those carries and scored a touchdown on the team's opening drive. But the problem here is uh, he didn't see a single target in the passing game. So that takes away from his value. Um, but, you know, like I said, at this point in the season, P- uh, uh, running back value is really hard to find. A guy getting 14 touches, 14 carries, and any offense is worth an add. Um, we don't know, you know, next week it could very well be, you know, J.D. McKissick gets 14 touches or maybe Ty Johnson just randomly comes out of nowhere and gets 18 touches or someone we've never even heard of comes out of nowhere. Like Bo Scarborough was on no one's radar and comes out of nowhere and gets 14 touches. Um, it's one of those things that Detroit backfield is so hard to predict, but you know, anyone gets 14 carries in an offense. You need to go out there and put on your waiver wire, uh, target them, get them in your offense and, uh, hope for the best, I guess, moving forward. Yeah, I, uh, I think this line's backfield is a little sticky. I think Matt Patricia's finally getting what he wanted. Uh, now that Carryon Johnson's no longer uh, active, he wanted a committee. You know, he's from that you know Patriots um, system, I guess, where they ran a committee, and it's just really stressful for fantasy owners. But I, I do think I, I do agree. You know, you need you need that running back depth, and he's definitely a good like final play. If uh, these other guys we talk about aren't available. Um, but I'm going to get into my next running back and this is a awful pick, but he should be owned. Uh, it's Kalen Balaj. Um, so he had nine carries for nine yards and a touchdown with five receptions. Fantastic stat line there. <laughs> yes. And five receptions for eight yards. He's averaging on the season. He's averaging two yards per carry. So he is really getting those numbers. Um, <laughs> He is probably like the ugliest pickup, but if you like, like Nate was saying with Bo Scarborough, like if you're just so desperate for a running back, like he's owned in 34% of ESPN and 37% of Yahoo, like he's on waiver wires. Then I know we have Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, uh, the Williams bros, McCoy, um, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson. We have some, some high profile running backs on by next week. If you need a filler, Plug your nose, because Kalen Balage is it. I'd rather pick up Jonathan Williams personally. I, I, you know, you want your running back attached to a higher scoring offense. But Kalen Balage is a good like last ditch effort. I just need a guy to put in, hope for a touchdown, because this Miami offense is starting to pick up, um, and you should want a goal line opportunity. I mean, it's it's risky, but he's and he's not worth a lot of fab personally, in my opinion. But he's worth something, and I think he is worth owning just to have as a depth piece. And he has a really good playoff schedule coming up. He does get Cincinnati. I believe he gets the Jets again. I'm not looking at the schedule off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure the Jets are in there again. So there's some good matchups coming up for him. And luckily, the Patriots aren't until Week 17 uh, after your fantasy championship should be over. So Kalen Balaj does hold some value. It's just a matter of what you want to value him at. Yeah, he's one of those very touchdown-dependent players. Um, I actually was a was a Balage truther going into the season. Uh, I had to take the L moving forward. It obviously didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Um, but yeah, he has to be owned simply because there are there are no other options in Miami. No one else to touch the ball. No one, no one else to run it into the end zone. It's simply Balage there. So he has to be owned for that reason. And like, uh, like Brian just said, if someone has to run the ball in, it's going to be Balage. And if you need a flex play in RB two in desperate situations, uh, you just have to, you know, pray to fancy gods and hope he scores that touchdown on top of his 10 yards that he runs for that game on his 12 touches. <laughs> but, uh, 
my final my final uh you know uh running back here isn't much better it's gus edwards of the baltimore ravens he's owning seven percent of yahoo and four percent of espn leagues uh edwards had a big week uh 11 here he ran for what was 112 yards and a score on just eight carries uh part of this had to do with uh you know the the ravens going up early on the houston texans i went big early on the houston texans um but his value is limited here and you know this could have uh this only comes into effect if the the Ravens are to get big leads moving forward. They have the Rams and the 49ers next two games, which I expect to be good good contests, especially that 49ers game. But then they get the Bills, the Jets, and the Browns, which should be you know pretty comfortable victories where we could see you know Edwards getting uh, a lot of touches with you see the little likes of maybe Mark Ingram taking less touches to prepare himself for the playoffs. Maybe Lamar Jackson isn't carrying the ball as often getting Gus Edwards more involved. You know, they should be in play for a number one or number two seed at that point locked in between them and, and the New England Patriots. Maybe they have it locked in at that point of the season, maybe 16, uh, week 16, who was at the Browns in championship weekend. Uh, they have the number one or number two seed locked in. You know, set Edward or set Ingram. Lamar Jackson plays the first half. Then he sits. You have RG3 in there. Gus Edwards comes in the backfield for the entire game has himself a, a ball game there to win you a championship. I just think he's worth an add. Uh, a lot of things happening well in that Baltimore Ravens offense, a lot of rushing upside, so I think he's worth an add. Uh, how many times am I going to say this? Uh, running back value this time is limited, so uh, I think he is worth an add uh, at this point in the season. So I, uh, I pulled it up just because I was curious. Um, so Gus Edwards actually has about like five to eight carries a game which is pretty good if you're looking for like a low-end RB3. You kind of want that. But from weeks four through weeks nine, so week four, he got a red zone carry. Week five, he got a red zone carry. Week six, he had three red zone carries. He just didn't get into the end zone. So he was there, you know, they, they were giving him like carries to get touchdowns. He's just like, the touchdowns will come. You know what I mean? So I actually think this was a great ad. Like eventually the touchdowns will come. He got a touchdown against New England. Uh, off his two red zone carries. So I think Gus Edwards is going to be a really good flex play for a lot of people coming into the playoffs. Um, I just wanted to add that. Um, but, yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's uh, move forward here. Let's transition to the wide receiver spot. I'll kick it off here. I'm going Randall Cobb, the Dallas Cowboys. He's owning 15% of Yahoo and 31.6% of ESPN League. So uh, Cobb has posted back-to-back 21-plus fantasy point performances Against the Vikings and the Lions, I know these are pretty two poor secondaries, but in both those games, he saw at least seven targets and went for at least 106 yards and, and a score touchdown in both those games. He's also seen three straight games with at least seven targets. Um, let's not forget to mention that das- Dak Dak Prescott actually leads the league in passing yards, which is weird to say, and he just went for 440 444 yards. Uh, this Cowboys offense is absolutely rolling. It's it's uh, unbelievable what they're actually doing on the offense. Uh, but I want a part of this. And Cobb is you know minimally owned. He's out there. He's readily available. Um, you know Michael Gallup isn't available. Amari Cooper isn't available. And he's definitely is available. Next best thing here is Randall Cobb. So go out there. Uh, you know I think he's he, he if he's not your number one waiver target, he's number two. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely needed. You need to add this guy. Um, playing the NFC East, there he has a lot of those. A lot of those teams left on the schedule, going down the playoff run. You'd need to add this guy, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's. I think it's actually pretty interesting. I'm looking how uh, 
your show docs set up, Nate, and it's how how our wide receiver pickups are down the line is actually how I would rank them. I think Randall Cobb should be the number one wide receiver picked up this week. I think he won a piece of this Dallas offense now that it's clicking. Uh, he does have a tough matchup against New England coming up, uh, but I think he'll be fine. Um, he's definitely going to be a good wide receiver three for a lot of people in the playoffs. Uh, my number one or my first wide receiver pickup of the week who I would rank two out of our wide receivers we picked is uh, Josh Reynolds. He's owned in 16% of Yahoo and 10% of ESPN leagues. He's actually with Brandon cooks out of the lineup. He's averaging six targets a game. Um, and if you watch the uh, Chicago Rams game last night, he actually had a long touchdown that was called back, uh, which would have definitely changed his fantasy outlook and more people would be talking about him. Um, but with Brandon cooks out, you're getting, and Robert Woods out last night. Uh, you're getting the wide receiver two, wide receiver three for the Los Angeles Rams, who are finally looking to be getting back on track after their loss to the Steelers. Uh, and that's something you're going to want. They're starting to, I think they're going to figure out, let's go back through the run game, get the play action going. And Josh Reynolds is going to be a huge benefit of that with Brandon Cooks out of the lineup. So I think you're you're getting a essentially Brandon, like a discount Brandon Cooks. Uh, and I think that's because I, I honestly, I don't know if Brandon Cooks plays the rest of the season. And I think Josh Reynolds is going to fill that void very well. Yeah, I'm definitely a Josh Reynolds uh, truther as well. Last season, I was one of those guys as well going down the line when, when he filled in for a Brandon Cooks. It was not Brandon Cooks. It was a, a Cooper Cup who went down with the ACL yep. tear. And Josh Reynolds stepped in and played very well. Uh, so uh, I like him as well, especially with Robert Woods not playing well this season. He's been not himself. And uh, Brandon Cooks in and out of the lineup. I think Josh Reynolds is a very, very uh, you know safe pickup here going down the line. And going back to Randall Cobb, forgot to mention that he has uh, Cowboys have the Philadelphia Eagles on championship weekend here for fantasy football. So that's definitely a plus matchup for him as well. So let's hop into my second wide receiver this week. It's uh, actually someone that Brian mentioned when he talked about his uh, quarterback that was Nick Foles. Chris Conley, the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's on 13% of Yahoo and 16.5% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Conley has seen at least seven targets over the last four games. We all know that DJ Shark is, you know, he's he's turned into that number one receiver in Jacksonville. Even with Nick Foles back, we thought it would be D.D. Westbrook. But last week, DJ Shark went absolutely off and then we even saw conley saw eight targets from full so conley could move into that wide receiver two spot even above dd westbrook um it's hard to tell at this point because consistency is still an issue with conley uh like brian said i'm still taking um i'm still taking josh i'm still taking randall cobb above conley you're in a deeper league a 14 man a 16 man maybe even a 12 man these guys are off the board. You're playing with some good competition. Conley is not a bad person to own. Jaguars have a have have some good plus matchups here in the playoffs. Conley's going to see his you know see his chances. Foles are going to they're going to throw the football a lot. You know, Fortnite's struggling there. Uh, Conley's a guy I want, and the and this Jaguars offense has value there for not only two but possibly three fantasy value wide receivers uh, moving forward, especially with no tight end on the books and uh, you know a running game that's pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I, I really like this pick. I think I think the Jaguars are a good good team to be invested in for the fantasy playoffs coming up. But I'm going to get into my last wide receiver pickup. I'm going with Nikhil Harry of the New England Patriots. He's owned in 12% of Yahoo leagues and 9.9% of ESPN leagues. Um, he only had four targets this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, but for a rookie uh, on the Patriots, that's amazing. And the fact that he hauled in three of them, 
is huge. He's gaining Tom Brady's trust, who's a very trust-based quarterback, and that could prove to get him more work and more involvement. He, you know, he can win the jump ball. Brady throws it to him. There just wasn't any. Uh, so I think you're going to get a a yardage-based deep threat um, with red zone upside. And as the Patriots figure out their uh, their red zone offense, because they still haven't amazingly, uh, I think you're going to see Nikhil Harry on a lot of uh, championship teams. Yeah, this is a guy definitely to be owned. Uh, it's surprisingly he's only owned twelve percent of Yahoo and nine point nine percent of ESPN leagues. I'm assuming those majority of those numbers are dynasty leagues uh, because he needs to be owned. Uh, very well could turn. Um, he can't become the wide receiver one because Julian Edelman will always be the wide receiver one there. But uh, there's a lot of chances for you in that New England offense to become a prevalent part of that because there isn't much there for the ball to go around to with as many pieces have left thus far this season and how many chances have been opened up uh but those those numbers there are very surprisingly low with how hype how much hype this guy has seen i know he hit the ir early but he's come back he's already played a game there was a lot of hype behind his name even before he came off ir so those numbers are pretty low in my opinion yeah and uh philip dorsett did leave the game with an injury so if Dorsett misses time, we could see Harry move into the Dorsett role, which is a huge role to have in the Patriots offense right now. Yeah, so definitely, guys, keep your eye on uh, Nikhil Harry. And I want to add a note here. This, this is a guy who didn't qualify because uh, we we here at the We uh, No Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast like to keep our you know our our, our suggestions under the forty percent own in, in both Yahoo and or ESPN leagues uh, because we feel like that can cater to most people. But uh, Debo Samuel is owned fifty four percent of Yahoo and thirty two point nine percent of ESPN leagues. But he, if he's available in your league, you must add this guy. He is now the wide receiver one in San Francisco. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been balanced some injuries in and out of the lineup, but uh, you know Debo went for 112, 134 yards in back-to-back games. Uh, he saw 21 targets and th- 16 receptions over the same time span. So just wanted to add that note. If, if Debo Samuel's available in your league, he is a must-add. Yeah, I was but, uh, I was looking at Debo Samuel, and I saw he was 32% in the ESPN, so I was shocked about the huge difference. But I agree, Nate, he's definitely a must-add this week. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. You know, you got everyone that you know listens to these podcasts know I'm a diehard 49ers fan. So as a rookie, put at least type of numbers in the 49ers system. It's it's great to see. So you need to go get this guy because he is special. And you know, not only is he is he catching the ball at a high percentage and, and doing it well, they're getting the ball in this guy's hand. You know, doing sweeps, screens, and everything of that nature. So they're trying to get the ball into his hand as as as, as often as possible. Let's uh, move on here to tight end. And uh, Brian, take us away with your tight end to add this week. Uh, so my tight end is owned in 1.1% of ESPN leagues and 3% of Yahoo leagues. I'm going with Ryan Griffin of the New York Jets. He's had a very quiet season, uh, and I am, I've am i been blind to it since this big, big performance this week. And it was in a neutral matchup, too. Like, Washington's not the best tight end matchup but it's not the worst either like you can attack the position but you don't have to um and he has a great schedule coming up rest of season he has the raiders the Bengals, the dolphins the ravens and the steelers over the next five weeks the steelers is championship week they are top 12 in points to the tight end so not only do you get a great championship matchup but the only matchup here that i would not want to start him in is against the ravens in week 15 which is rough it's in the playoffs but you're streaming the tight end if you were the oj howard owner and you still haven't found your tight end if you're missing austin hooper if you're missing george kittle right now if you need someone to fill in at the position ryan griffin 
is going to be the cheapest option to do it. Yes, he's attached to the Jets offense. You don't know who's going to show up, but he has the upside. Sam Darnold loves him in the red zone, and he's getting it done every week, which is amazing. So I would be I would be grabbing Ryan Griffin immediately. I think he's a, a good plug-in and pray to the fantasy gods for your tight end position because he gives you one of the best chances at praying. Yeah, like you said, he's been having a season that has been flying under the radar. He's, he's been doing this for weeks. This isn't like a new guy that's burst onto the scene, and he's still owning only three percent of leagues. It's just been, uh, it's been, it's gone on the wayside. It's been ignored, and it's just something that you know you can benefit now. If like like uh, Brian said, if you're a, a streamer, if you've if you missed on, you know the OJ Howard, like most of us, if you're bad on an injury there, also Hooper's out for probably the rest of the season. This is a guy you could uh, you could benefit on. Um, uh, I'll go to my guy. I want to go Ross Dwelly here, but I I want to assume George Kittle will be back moving forward. He probably could have played in that game against the Arizona Cardinals, but I think the Foreigners kept him out of, you know, they assumed that game would be a lot easier than it was. So I think they kept him out uh, because of that. So I don't think Ross Dwelly will have, you know, he won't have value with uh, George Kittle in the lineup. So I'm going to go with Jacob Hollister here, the Seattle Seahawks. He's owned 31% of Yahoo and 15% of ESPN leagues. Over the last two games, Hollister has seen 16 targets, 12 receptions, 99 yards, and three touchdowns. That equates to 39.9 fantasy points over that same time span. So that's an average of, if my math is correct here, which is, you know, probably not. What is that? <laughs> which is weird because I work in finance. So uh, <laughs> uh, close to 20 points. We'll just go close to 20 points per, per week. So uh, Ed Dick uh, Ed Dixon uh, could be could be activated prior to the to the CX, Seahawks game uh, with the Eagles, uh, which will decrease some Hollister's work. But what he's done, uh, for what he's done over these last few weeks, can't be ignored. And the Seahawks have to roll with him. You know that spark he gives to that offense, and the and the and the uh, the work he gives, the heart he gives, and these numbers he's putting up can't be ignored. And they have to keep giving him the ball. I think they keep rolling with this guy and i think he's a top 15 uh, wide, uh tight end uh for the rest of the season every week so if you're a streamer if you need a tight end hollister could be your answer for the rest of the year as well he also has a really good uh schedule coming up uh he has the vikings in two weeks he has the rams again um and then he has the cardinals championship week you couldn't ask for anything better yeah the cardinals uh i don't know i, I assume they still are because i allowed uh nearly a 20-point point performance to uh, Ross Dwelly of the San Francisco 49ers last week, but the worst team against the tight end. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's by a landslide, too. By a landslide, too, yeah. So uh, getting that in championship weekend is a plus. So, yeah, looking forward, even if you have a bench spot, Jacob Hollister could be a, uh, you know, a godsend uh, to you for a championship uh, on your mantle. So that's it, guys. That's our, our uh, waiver wire wish list for this week. A lot of players there. A lot of value still. We're this is a week twelve. Somehow, we're three quarters away through the season. It's crazy. We're flying by here. A lot of great value still out there. You know, this is what happens at this point in the season. A lot of injuries happening. A lot of people are stepping up. A lot of people we haven't heard of are making their name for themselves, stepping up, giving us some fancy value. So make sure you're still paying attention. Make sure you're still doing the work. There's still chances. If you think you're out, think you can't make the playoffs, there's still chances. Crazier things have happened. Uh, you know, things. Things can still go your way, so keep doing the work. Uh, don't give up. Still do your waiver wires each week. Still uh, still put in the work, and good things will happen to you. But 
uh, before we we end this podcast, Brian, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. And my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy football, hockey, and basketball content. I'll be back on Wednesday with a fantasy fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday for the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. The streamable defenses of the week podcast, or not podcast, article will drop on our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, Tuesday evening as well. Again, thank you guys very much for tuning in. And until next week, we'll see you guys. See you.